Happy Pentecost, everybody. When I was uh, growing up, I don't know, my family's probably a lot like yours, and you know things are things are a little bit different then. Easier to do what I what we did. Uh, we're a lot busier now, but back then, uh, one of the rules of our house uh, was that we had to have dinner together uh, every night. So every night we had to sit at the table and share a meal together. It was a good thing. It was hard to do, but you kind of have to prioritize your life a little bit. Um, but that was a place where we could gather and at the table. You were known, you are loved. Uh, that's where we shared our lives. That's where we argued. That's where we fought. That's where we got in trouble. That's uh, where we got challenged. That's where we got reminded that you belong someplace. You belong in, here, and you have a space here, and you're loved here, and you're forgiven here. Don't we all need that? Then we should give that to each other, shouldn't we? Yeah. And just as an aside, I, I as, you know, I'm not a, I'm, you, know, you, you have your families, and you, but I, doesn't it make sense that that would be something you would like carve out for yourselves as families, to give each other that gift? Put your phones away, put the TV off. Uh, you say, yeah, I don't care you know, about this, that, or the other thing. You, this, is, this is the priority, you, you're, you're here. We, we, share, we share a meal. Because we all need to be reminded that we belong somewhere, that we're loved, that we're cared for, that we're forgiven. Yeah. Sometimes, because I was in the middle, uh, middle kid, so I was, I was very dramatic. I was trying to get attention. And uh, so sometimes if I didn't get the attention that I wanted, I would start crying. You're at the table, I would start crying. And you know, my, my siblings, my parents, they would just totally ignore me because they, 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 they knew what I was doing. And just don't feed the beast, you know? And so it didn't work. And so I'd like, all right, I'd start crying louder and it didn't work. And finally I'd say, all right, I'm gonna really ratchet it up. And I would climb off my chair and I would climb under the table. And then I would start crying under the table and, and they would ignore me. And I say, hey, I'm down here and I'm crying. You know, somebody, please, <laughs> put me out of my misery. Pay attention. You know? And there are other times, and I'm sure this is your experience too, that uh, we'd get in trouble during the day and, and mom would say, yes, go to your room and stay there until your dad gets home, something like that. And we'd do that, that little banishment time out and go up to our room and dad would come home and dinner time and come to the room and there'd be some scolding, some words, some discipline, maybe a spanking if it was, if it was warranted, you know, corporal punishment's got its, it's you know, there's a case to be made, amen? And uh, it, worked, it worked for me, I'll tell you. <laughs> got it a lot. So uh, a little spanking and then it was over. Dad would say, hey, done, let's go. Back to the table. Families wait, let's go eat. So there's a place for us at the table. And the Father is gonna bring us from our lowly misery and bring us back up and say, that's enough. Or he's gonna come from, you know, take us down from our high horse and bring us back down and say, that's enough. You belong here, you're loved here, you're forgiven here, now let's eat. We all need to hear this, don't we? And isn't that what we are? We're a big family and we, we come together to share a meal, the sacrifice. There's a place for you here. You belong here. 
You're loved here. You're known here. You're forgiven here. And sometimes we might want to get a little pity party and say, hey, I don't, you know, I don't feel like it. And we crawl under the table and we cry and we wait for somebody to pay attention to us. So the father comes and says, enough of that. Sit down. Stop complaining. Or maybe we're in our little pride place and we're way up high and the father says, you don't belong up there. You belong down here. Come down here. Get back to the table. Knock it off. Self-regard is one of the worst things for the faith. Self-regard. We need to be here. But that's not the only thing. We need to help each other be here. We need to go out there and get people here. What's going on? Look at the disciples today. Here they are. They're locked in their, in their little room, their upper room. That's where they had the meal. That's with Jesus, the Last Supper. They're locked in there. A little safe place because they're afraid to go outside. They're guilty because they all ditched Jesus in his time of need. They took off. They ran away. They betrayed him. They left him alone. And now they're afraid. The world doesn't work the way we'd like it to sometimes. And things don't happen the way we'd like it to sometimes. Sometimes we're asked to do things we don't want to do. So we lock ourselves away. We crawl under the table. Go up to a room and hide away. Father's saying, no, no, no. It's not how it works. So what does Jesus do? He says, I'm not putting up with that. Comes right through it all and stands there. Now, imagine the first moment, the disciples, the reaction. That first moment, it's like, oh, he's back and he's mad. <laughs> Is this going to be like a Rambo moment? Ventures his mind saying to the Lord, you know, you guys ditched me, you betrayed me, you left me, you walked away from me. For that one moment, I wonder, are they saying, I'm going to get it? But right away, he shows them his hands. He shows them his wounds. Said, this is how much I love you. This is what I did for you. This is what I'm doing for you. This is what we're about. We got wounds. I know. We're here. We all see it. I got wounds. I did it for you. I heal you. I forgive you. In that moment, he says, peace. Not anger. Not recrimination. Not vengeance. Peace. I love you. It's all forgiven. Come down from your high place. Come up from your low place. And let's... Let's sit down. It's all over. It's forgiven. This is what the Lord does. He brings us together, and the first thing he does is say, I forgive you. I love you. But he's not done. Because as soon as he says this, he says, peace again. And he says, what's bound in heaven is bound in earth. What's loosed in heaven is loosed in earth. He's giving his disciples the tool to go out and do for others what he just did for them. They're all busted out. They're scared. They're worried. They're guilty. He comes and he forgives. Then he says, it's not done. Now, get out of this little safe, safe place. Come up. Come down. Go out. Go out there now and do for others what I just did for you. I forgave you. You forgive others. I love you. You love others. Peace. Receive the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit... We are forgiven. By the Holy Spirit, we're given a mission to go and share that mercy that we receive from Jesus. Now you've got to go and do it for somebody else. Here's what happens. If you don't do it, you lose it. We wonder. The disciples, after that moment, Jesus sent them out, and they're, they're prophesying, and they're preaching, and people in different countries and different languages are hearing them, but they understand them. These Jews now are understood by everybody. Why? Because they're speaking a new language. What language? The language of love. The universal language. We all speak it. We're all loved. We're called to love. We go out and we just say, all right, I love you. I forgive you. That's not complicated. Do it. Why is it so hard? 
Because if you don't do it, you lose it. People say, oh, I don't feel like it. I'm not sure I, I buy into this anymore. Whose fault is that? Is that Jesus' fault? Is that the church's fault? Is that the Holy Spirit's fault? No, it's your fault. It's my fault. We don't feel it because we don't give away what we have received. We've been loved. We've been forgiven. We've had mercy shown to us. And then we hoard it. Well, look, I just want to stay here in my little safe place with the apostles because they're afraid. No, Jesus kicked them out. He's kicking you out. Get busy. You want to grow in the Holy Spirit? You want to feel the effects of the Holy Spirit? You want to feel the walls shake like they did back then? And it's possible. Then do what they did then. They, were, they received that mercy. Jesus sent them out and they showed that mercy. That flow of the Holy Spirit is what is the supercharging engine of your spiritual lives and the lives of the church. And if you don't do it, it's not going to happen. It's not the fault of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the same Holy Spirit that rocked their world and he's waiting to rock yours. But you've got to say yes. You've got to cooperate. You've got to give away what you have received. No excuses. I know it's hard. But it's not complicated. You just got to go and love people with the love that Jesus gave you. You got to forgive people all the time. Show mercy every day. And that's not hard. How many times a day do you need to forgive people? Or how, you know, think about it. I was thinking about it because I, I went downtown to greet people. And, and somebody pulls out on Randall in front of me. And I got business. I got to get somewhere. And they go 30 miles an hour on Randall Road. What is that? That's not a thing. But there it is. And so I said something. <laughs> and then I was like, wait. <laughs> I forgive you. I said that after I said that other thing. <laughs> Lord, please forgive me. <laughs> but forgiveness. It's like, I, I forgive you for not putting your clothes in the hamper. I forgive you uh, for, you know, putting that thing on social media. I forgive you for not putting down the toilet seat. I forgive you for everything because I've been forgiven. Just do that much. Get started. Stop making excuses. It's a new chapter. It's Pentecost. And the same Holy Spirit back then that rocked their world is waiting to rock yours. You just got to say yes and you just got to say, all right, you know what? I'm ready. I need it. My faith is dead. It's lifeless. I don't feel it. It's not, it's not his fault. And it's not my fault. Where, where I get dead in my own spiritual life, that's my fault. Where you get dead in yours, take responsibility and get busy. You know? I don't know if you can see it on your program that we passed out and the thing that's on the front of your shirt if you pick one up on the way in. There's that little mark, that green mark, small at the bottom. Do you see it? Is it on the front or is it on the inside? It's on the front. Look at that thing. Not the big colorful picture, but that little mark. Let me describe that to you. That's, that's, our, that's our new mark for our parish, to, to mark this new chapter, to mark this new beginning, to mark this new outpouring of the Holy Spirit, to build on the legacy of all the priests and people of St. Patrick, downtown Crane Road, through all the years of the work we've been trying to do to be hospitable, merciful, forgiving, and loving 
in, in the name of Jesus Christ by the power of the Spirit. A new chapter for us. Why? Because the world is different. The culture is different. The people are different. The faith is, 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 is needing somebody with a fuller voice, a powerful voice of the Holy Spirit to communicate to this new generation this lovely, beautiful faith that we belong to. So look at that mark. Now, let me describe it to you. Because uh, symbols are multivariant. They can mean many things. And I want to just tell you what I see in it. And, and what I want you to, to use it in your prayer and to connect it in your heart and to make it your own. That this, because it's, it's an external sign and it's worthless. That mark doesn't mean anything if it isn't accompanied by an internal, internal conversion huh? and transformation. That's what we're about. So look at it. You see, it's, first of all, it's, it's like a window. We're still looking in and saying, what are you, church, what are you going to do for me? Now the church is saying, stop that. You're inside, look out, look at the world through the, through the lens of this window, and now go out and share that with other people. No more looking in. Come down, get up. We're at the table. Now go in, uh, go in peace to love and serve the Lord and one another. Go in the power of the Holy Spirit to love and serve one another. So at the bottom, you see that water? So the stained glass window that we're looking at, you see that water at the bottom? That's baptism. You see that uh, arch at the top? Close the circle, and you see the host. In the middle of it, you see the cross. In the middle is the cross. The fruit of the cross is the sacramental life of grace. The Eucharist, baptism, uh, the grace that we get. Our prayer, our doctrine, our dogma, uh, Mary, the saints, the mass, the Eucharist, our songs, everything we're about. There's the cross, the outflow of grace, principally in baptism and the Eucharist. That's where we live our life. That's where we get our power. Now, but it also means another thing. You look at the triangles pointing up, you look at the triangles pointing down. You should see a fox there. You see it? You have to look for it. It's like, where's Waldo? All right? Do that. You see a fox. What's that about? Well, the river and the fox, it isn't just St. Patrick's. It's not just people here. Everybody out there should be here at this table. If we believe this is Jesus Christ and this is the, this is the church he gave to us and this is where he feeds us with his body and blood, we should want everybody here. It's your job to get them here. The whole community, not just the Catholics. Everybody belongs at this table. Everybody in the Fox Valley, in the Fox River Valley, in St. Charles, belongs in this table. And that's only going to happen because of you. So this is saying that baptism, the cross, the fruits of the cross, baptism, Eucharist, are for everybody in our community. Right? And, and, and then you've got, at the bottom, you see all these little triangles and whatnot. Those are all the iconography like these lines of our, our Crane Row Church. So the Crane Row Church is there, but then you see the dome at the top, that's the, that's the downtown church. So between downtown and Crane Road, uh, baptism, the Eucharist, the cross, the life of grace flows from our, from our heritage, from our churches, out into the whole Fox River Valley, St. Charles community, and you're on for that. And you say, well, where, how do I know? How do I do it? Stay in the church. There you see the two triangles pointing down and the cross coming up. It's like a boat with a sail. And the Holy Spirit is the wind that powers the sail, that moves the boat. We're in the boat. We're in the church. We're with Jesus. We got the goods. We got the sacraments. We got the life of grace. We got the teachings, Mary, saints, everything, the mass. And it's with us. And that's what we use to, to witness and evangelize everybody in this town. That's what that sign means. That's what was out on the building. That's what's on those shirts. That's what's on your program. That's what you're going to start seeing. And we're going to start living that out in a more, more full way. Does that make any sense? All right. Do you guys want that? Yes. Am yes. Amen. All right. Amen. Brothers and sisters, you know, we, 
We're tempted to crawl under the table. We're tempted to hide in our room. The Father's bringing us together. Come down from your high place. Come down, come up from your low place. You belong here, not hiding. Here, at the table, with the Eucharist, with each other, in this family, where you're known, where you're loved, where you're forgiven, and where you get mercy. Now, go in peace to love and serve the Lord and one another. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, let's stand and pray. I believe in one God.